0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.
1: Kia ora koutou katoa, kua huhi o My name is Peter Barron and I am the radio pharmacist and I'm here on OAR 105.4 FM every week. Over the next half hour we will talk about how and why and when to use medicines and other matters concerning your health. If you miss the show or wish to listen to today's show or previous shows, these are available on podcast. I'm always happy to talk about any specific issues or questions that you have and you can contact me at the Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or on my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. Norida, no mai, hadi mai and let's get started. And kia ora Koto Katoa Kuhuhi Ko Mine or Tiene uh Huihuna Tato on this very mucka chilly day, very makariri, makariri is the Māori word for cold. So I think somebody left the uh left the French door open down in Antarctica, as we used to say where I grew up in Southland and it was just coming coming straight through. You've got to uh I think I might have mentioned this before, I've had, uh, we used to have a number of homestay students from Saudi Arabia, and getting used to some of the language, uh, I'm sure most of our listeners have probably listened to sort of the, uh, the comments like, oh, that wind's going straight through me today as sort of a colloquial way of saying it's very cold, or the fact that we left that fridge door open down in Antarctica. A lot of us forget at times that we've got about 3,000 kilometres of uh, ocean coming straight from the ice with nothing in between any case, uh, those who ski will be very happy. We've had a, a good dump of snow, um, certainly some wild weather around the rest of the country. Uh, but that. Uh, let's get on to today's show. So remember that uh, I'm here every Tuesday uh, at lunchtime, noon, until just before 12.30. If you do want to uh, listen to uh, anything again, you can do that. Uh, it'll be up on the podcast. You can either do that at oar.org.nz or you can do it through my website, radiopharmacist.co.nz. Both cases, click on podcast, type in radiopharmacist and select the show that you want to listen to. So continuing the theme, as always, about uh, COVID and influenza. Um probably getting more and more important. We're probably, if we haven't heard about it now, you can hear it from me that they basically had to cancel surgery last week Um, at some hospitals. uh, Dunedin hospitals had to close its wards because of uh, COVID, because of staff who are ill with either influenza or COVID. We're in the middle of winter. We just need to keep up the precautions. We've still got that roughly a million people out there who, for some odd reason, I just cannot understand it, haven't had their booster doses. Now, I know some of you will have had COVID, and that's a valid reason for not having had your booster, but uh, 90 days after you've uh, finished your COVID, if you were due for your booster injection, please come and get it. Uh, I'm expecting an announcement uh, probably from government today. I think they're reviewing the, the settings this week or next week, and we're expecting to hear a, a formal announcement. They have said that there's going to be uh, second boosters available for selected members in the population, uh, certainly the over-65s. Um, it will remains to see whether it's the over, probably the over-50s, I suspect, for Māori and Pacifica and people with chronic conditions. We're certainly still seeing a lot of COVID. As I said to you last week, we're following the modelling. Uh, I've been out doing home visits to a number of people with, um, who are COVID positive and self-isolating and who we take out uh, one of the new antiviral drugs. So we had a number of people over the weekend who were put on to Paxlovid. Now, one of the refrains that I hear from people is that, well, I've never had COVID. Uh, does this mean I'm in the clear, or how do I continue avoiding it? Now, there will be quite a number of people that have ha- haven't had COVID. We're well over two years into the into the pandemic, and I know there'll be a lot of people out there that haven't had it. Touch wood, I'm one of those lucky ones. I haven't had COVID. I'm, uh, I've had three primary doses plus a booster, and I'm certainly following all of the other common sense things. Um, what we don't know is we don't know how many people may have had the virus and don't know that they've had it. Their immune system dealt with it. You might have been just feeling a little bit off colour and you may well have had uh, had COVID. Um, but obviously, if you haven't had a positive test, whether it be a PCR test or a rat test, then you're not going to be counted in that number. And the other issue, of course, is that now we're relying primarily upon self-administered rapid antigen tests. And for various reasons, not everybody is uh, playing the game with those. There are people who... Uh, for whatever reason, don't want to report it because they feel if they don't report it, then they don't need to self-isolate. Of course, if you don't do that, uh, then you're just putting all your workmates and your family and your classmates at risk. So I would strongly suggest if you do take a a positive RAT test, please report it to the appropriate authorities. Uh, You can do that on on the app online. And uh, you'll shortly after that. You hopefully will get a call from uh, from your medical centre or your GP. And if you're eligible for Paxlovid and want Paxlovid, the antiviral drugs, then you'll be able to get those. In which case, <coughs> certainly in our pharmacy, we will come out and do a home visit for you because Paxlovid's a brand new drug. Um, it's been approved around the world but we 're still learning about it, so we there 's some very specific contraindications so there 's some medications you absolutely can 't take paxlovid with you can 't take paxlovid if you 're pregnant and what we do is we 've got a responsibility as pharmacy as pharmacists after we get that prescription. we also have to do a double check we have to look at things like your kidney function, your liver function, and what medications you 're taking some of the medications we uh, we will reduce the dose of them. Some of them will ask you to stop. Some of them will just say, absolutely, you can't have this medication and we need to move to another one. And that's why we come and do a home visit. And we find out sort of all sorts of interesting things when I do the home visit because I was out seeing a person who was COVID positive. They weren't feeling too bad and they were keen to get back into their exercise. And I noticed over in the corner they had a, uh, they had a treadmill. And the last thing that you want to be doing if you've had COVID is getting back into rapid exercise. The best thing that you can do for yourself if you're COVID positive is rest, stay at home, and then take it easy. Don't get back into vigorous exercise uh, because you do run the risk of getting long COVID. All of the people that I know that have had COVID, most of them are reporting that they, they feel quite tired, they feel quite fatigued. We have people sort of saying i have got brain fog, uh cough uh, get a quite a significant cough is quite common runny noses tend to disappear after a while so do look after yourself um, so how, now that we're releasing that we're reducing the restrictions how do you continue to look after yourself and yeah the very clear things are the things that we've done we've learned to do social distancing wearing a mask and good hand hygiene. They're fundamentally important. I'm just mortified at the number of people who are not bothering to wear masks, who are not bothering to social distance. We've done the distance up to now. If you haven't had COVID, then, or you don't think you've had COVID, then please, and even if you have, please, please, observe these common sense things we're not ever going back to the life the way it was before because this virus is going to stay with us and it's going to stay with us for some time so yeah, social distancing wearing masks and good good hygiene hand hygiene are really really important and when it comes to masks the best masks to get are the n95 or the kn95 masks they are the absolutely best masks They're the masks that I've been wearing every day um, for probably the last 12 months and they're certainly very, very good. You don't need to throw them away after each each use. Uh, They're quite expensive compared to the other masks but you can use them. I just keep a, a paper bag in the car and I just recycle them through each day. I wear my mask for a day and then I recycle it. Obviously, if I'm going doing home visits, etc., people who are COVID positive, then I throw that mask away and I put on a fresh one. Um, the next level down are the surgical masks, the blue surgical masks. Now they're okay, but they're they're not as good as the uh, as good as the N95 or the KN95s. And last but not least are the cloth masks. The cloth masks are better than nothing, but I would strongly urge you if you can. Please get the uh, N95, the KN95 masks. If for any reason you find that they you, you don't like them, then use the surgical masks. But they, uh, the the ones that I wear, the, the what I call the duckbill mask, they've actually they go around your neck and over the top of your head, and they've actually got quite a significant breathing space in them, so I don't get some people report getting claustrophobic you don't get claustrophobic in them you can wear them with glasses etc because they've got quite a firm strip and once you press that to your nose they are a fitted mask so they're not going to leak um, and so you don't end up getting uh, getting fogged up glasses so I would thoroughly recommend wearing those they don't look that flash I mean they you get teased about them being looked like a duckbill but I'd sooner be wearing a duckbill mask than having COVID um, so where to, where to from there? So I've talked about the, I've talked about the masks. Um, now, where are we getting COVID from? And all the evidence is that the most people are catching it in our homes. We're catching it from someone that we live with. That's where most of the infections are come from. I know out of my staff of, uh, 12, 15 people. I think we've had five people who have been tested positive. Everybody, with the exception of myself, has now had to self isolate as a as a close contact. But of the five who tested positive, uh, there's no evidence that any of them caught it at work. It's clear that in a couple of cases, they it was from home where children were uh, come back from school and were infected. Uh, another case was probably from a gym. And the other cases are probably from uh church gatherings, uh, but or may have been at home. So that the most most likely chance if you get um COVID is you're gonna contact it for somebody at home. If I think one of the problems is that if somebody's had COVID, there's this natural inclination, well, I don't need to worry about it anymore. And so we let down the defences, and that's not a smart place to go. If you've had COVID, we still want you to follow those same precautions. Uh, the only thing, if you've had COVID and you, were still, and you haven't had your booster injections, then you're going to have to wait 90 days. There's no point uh, getting the vaccination within 90 days of having had COVID. Uh, outdoors obviously is still the best bet Um, if you can spend time outdoors in the fresh air then you're less likely to catch COVID the other tip is that I know it's cold at the moment but try and leave a window open try and get a bit of airflow through the house I have found that what I do is I I always personally sleep with my uh, my bedroom window just partially open you can open the bathroom windows and just use the the catch so that it's just tripped open that's going to get enough airflow through the house so that you're actually getting air change and that's certainly going to help in stopping the uh, stopping the the transmission so as i've said if you uh, if you think you've dodged the virus so far and you think well i'm in the clear now um, you possibly are but don't count on it um yeah, theoretically, there may be people who can't get it. There seems to be a small group in the population who uh, are not going to get COVID. There's some suggestion coming out that that could be due to recent exposure to the common cold uh, and that some of the, the immune cells, what we call the T-cells, seem to be uh, much higher levels. And those some of those people are not uh, getting COVID. But you're not going to know that unless you've been off for a test. Um And just remember, if you have had COVID, it doesn't mean to say that you're not going to get it again, particularly with the Omicron variants. It seems that if you've caught uh, the predominant Omicron variant, that does not necessarily confer immunity upon the other Omicron variants. But what we do know from the, uh, the studies so far, is that if you've had your booster vaccination, it's not going to say that you're not going to get COVID, but it's certainly, in most cases, you're not going to get it severely, and in most cases, you're not going to have to go to hospital. So that's the, uh, that's the key thing. And I mean, there are cases on record of people having had COVID two or three times. So if you get those symptoms back, uh, you might need to do a test. There's no point once you've got a a negative RAT test or even if you've – sorry, I'll say that again. There's no point if you're just coming off COVID doing a RAT test because it's quite possible it may still be positive. But if you're feeling better and then you start to get the symptoms back, then it's worth doing another RAT test. Some of the people have taken this new drug, this new medication, Paxlovid. There are reports out of the United States where some people are getting better after they've taken the Paxlovid and then a few days or a few weeks later they get the symptoms back again. In that case, we think that it's not a new infection. We think what the antiviral has done is simply suppress the infection and then once, people, once we stop the antiviral, which is a five-day course, then the infection comes back. It reactivates the virus. So, look, as I said, um, that's the key message about COVID. Let's, uh, let's go to a break, and then we'll have some music, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, its uh, cousin brother or cousin sister, Influenza. The Radio Pharmacist, sharing tips and practical advice on the management of a range of healthcare matters every Tuesday at noon on ORFM Dunedin. Taking the time to explore some of the bigger issues around health and well-being. In simple, easy language, we can all understand. The Radio Pharmacist, bold, innovative, sometimes controversial, and not afraid to tell us as it is. Tune in Tuesdays at noon on 105.4 FM and 1575am or online at oar.org.nz. That's the Radio Pharmacist every week on Tuesdays at noon.
0: Let me take you down Cause I'm going to Strawberry field
1: Hey Kyla, and welcome back. You're back with Peter Barron, the radio pharmacist, as here, here as always on a Tuesday. So we're talking about COVID, and now we're going to talk about its cousin, uh, the influenza. And I've, you know, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep repeating it because it's really important. So why is flu such a big deal, especially this year? Um, as you know, we've been warned it's back this winter, but yeah, no big deal. It's just the flu, right? No, that's not just right. I mean, this is there's this amount of misinformation that's out there. What we know is that data suggest that there are between five and six hundred people a year die from influenza in in New Zealand, and that came from an analysis analysis by University of Otago researchers. When the, when looked at the face value of the of the death certificates, etc., it actually showed only about sixty or seventy people were dying from influenza. But when you dig down into that information, like when you dig into the COVID information, what you find is that the number of people had had heart attacks or strokes or pneumonia during the flu season. So like, people got these conditions because their body was fighting flu, and it's the same with COVID. We get we we have these conditions, and then they they. They cause us to die because they, we're so busy fighting the <coughs> excuse the flu or the COVID, that we end up with these uh, that's what, what takes us out. Now the flu season this year is going to be particularly problematic. It's already particularly problematic. We've had pandemics before, but we've never had a flu pandemic or a pandemic on top of. So we've got the pandemic of COVID. We've never had it on top of influenza. And we really don't know how that's going to play out. There's varying reports from around the world. Australia's got a crisis. The UK doesn't seem to have. The suggestion is that the UK may be an artifact because their health system's so overwhelmed that people just can't get to see their doctors, et cetera. So they're not getting tested. Um, Australia has a, a real um, gold standard. So if you do go and get a PCR test, you're not just getting tested for COVID, you're getting tested for influenza as well. The other big problem is it's been at least two seasons since we encountered flu because the the borders have been closed and because we were in lockdown and because most of us were wearing masks and we were social distancing And we were we were using good hand hygiene. Then we haven't seen the flu, but the borders are now open. People, not as many people are wearing masks. I'm sure that people are not being as careful as they were, and the people have had COVID. Say, well, I've had it. I don't need to be careful now. So we don't know how it's going to play out, but we can make some predictions. And I think what you really need to think about is thinking about it as a pendulum that swings from north to south as the seasons change. So the reason I use north to south is because I'm thinking northern hemisphere, southern hemisphere. And typically influenza is a winter winter illness. So we don't really know where the swing is because uh, effectively with our borders closed for the last two years, virtually no circulating influenza, the pendulum stopped. And now that the borders are open uh and we've got influenza in the northern hemisphere we're getting in the southern hemisphere where is that pendulum how far is it going to swing now what we know is that uh, flu vaccination is up to about 65 percent effective for for it's got an average fifty percent of effectiveness in younger and healthier people probably about 64 65 percent. Uh, but it's less effective in those who are older and those with underlying health conditions, which is why we want to make sure if you're older like myself or if you've got an underlying health condition, then go get that flu vaccination. If you're over 65, it's free. Um, if you're Māori or Pacifica and over 55, it's free. If you've got certain conditions, it's free. If you're pregnant, it's free. It can be given at the same time as your booster dose. It can be given at the same time as your measles dose. Um So as I said, each year they just have to make an educated guess. They look at what's circulating and they make an educated guess. But these are tricky viruses, as the Prime Minister is apt to say. So they are tricky viruses and they change. The other thing which the evidence is, is we're now seeing with COVID, we're also seeing with flu. As there is a long COVID, there's also a long flu and it's suggesting that about one in three people who get influenza will probably develop a large flu. These, um, and so with, you get the same sort of long flu, long COVID-type symptoms, which can last for several months, but not necessarily to the same extent as with um, COVID. So as I said, the good things, masks, hand hygiene, distancing, and vaccination. Uh, if I haven't persuaded you by now to come get vaccinated, then I'm failing in my job. But you can do walk-ins. You can walk into any of the vaccinating pharmacies, uh, certainly our pharmacy. You can walk in. We will give you the flu vaccination while you wait. If you're eligible, you can pay for it. It's going to cost you $29 if if you can't get it for free. Uh, The same with the, the booster doses for COVID. If you haven't had them, come and get them. So, folks, look, we're out of time. You're probably sick of me beating your ears around this, but look I just feel like we've got to. I just we're just getting so much sickness. Our health system's under stress. Our whole communities are under stress. The smartest thing you can do is get vaccinated and keep doing those common sense things. Norida ten nakoto ten nakoto tato katoa. Well folks, all good things must come to an end. And we are out of time for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you've found today's cordetal useful. If you have a question for me or a subject you would like me to discuss on the show, please message me on the Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or at my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. If you missed today's show or previous shows, they are available on podcast at oar.org.nz. This is Peter Barron, the Radio Pharmacist, signing off. OAR 105.4 FM for today. So until next Tuesday at noon, ka kite anō. This podcast was produced by Or FM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.